The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by the Niner Empire GB. Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino, and joining me today are Kim Sorensen and Nathaniel James. Good evening, guys. Good evening. Good evening. So the Niners were on a bye this week, so we don't have a game to review. Um, we did review it last week, but we did all listen to Matt Mayoko's podcast uh, this week, where he interviewed John Lynch and talked about the different players and how he feels their development is going and are we on track and what are we looking at? And so I'm really curious to get your guys' thoughts on that podcast interview. Yeah. So I, I thought it was, it was quite, quite good. Um, quite positive. I got the impression from Lynch that obviously <laughs> he's probably just as gutted as, you know, some of the f- the fan base are really in terms of what's, happened with regards to you know the injuries um, I think he sort of mentioned that he was disappointed but I think obviously you know I got the impression from him that it was very much and as I I mentioned it is a production based kind of business isn't it it's around the, these guys are you know they, they've got to, to to perform it is performance business isn't it so I I, I, I liked that you know he mentioned that I think obviously he's kind of he was quite good about you know talking about that this was a transitional period for the team. I, I think what I really and I know I'm skirting between subjects because I think he did did kind of a little bit of of that with regards to that that podcast. I mean, obviously he talked about the players. I thought it was quite good that he brought in essence a little bit of what what you know what he experienced when he was in Tampa Bay uh, when I think it was 1994 um, around everything and for me I, I when I it was interesting hearing that because it's always weird isn't it because John Lynch you know because he played it for the for the Buccaneers he played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they they did win against I remember that's probably one of the one of the um, sort of probably one of the earliest sort of Super Bowls I mean i Unfortunately, I was only really, really young, and I wouldn't have seen the Niners when they were dominating <laughs> back in the day. But like it's us old quite, <laughs> yeah. But it was, no. But what I'm saying is, it, it was quite interesting for me for from that perspective because it was one of those Super Bowls where I thought it was the first time I thought I really enjoyed it, and I thought, yeah, this is brilliant, you know. And it was actually that year that I went out, and, and oh, now I'm going off on, on, t- on a tangent a little bit but it was one of the first years that I, I actually went out and saw um, we went to Tampa Bay and they actually won it that year so yeah it was it was quite interesting and it, it's always that connection around John Lynch coming to the 49ers and then yeah obviously going from there but I, I thought it was quite interesting just going back to football obviously he says that Kittle's developing really really well as a second year player um and I, I think obviously we've we've mentioned it. You kind of get the impression that there's a lot of um, how he leads up and and how he prepares himself for each game. Really, really positive. And you know, obviously, I, you, you you did mention it last week about you know how he's you know kind of performing and how how his playing style in a in a sense is developing, um, especially into this second year. I had no idea that Matt Breeder was undrafted and 
I, I was really, really surprised by that. Um, and it's really, it's quite positive to hear that, you know, you get these undrafted guys. Say, for instance, you know, you talk about Nick Mullins, and I did mention it, you know, he was undrafted as well. And in, in a sense, being able to perform at, at that kind of um, level, and I, mean, I, I know that he's only played two games, but in those two games, he's made a bit of an impact. So it, it's very interesting, isn't it? And you'd think that obviously these guys weren't even drafted. They didn't. They weren't even in the NFL. <laughs> they they weren't even you know drafted in the NFL draft. Which kind of in a sense, it must be a bit you know for all that preparation that you've made, all that work that you've put in to to get to that stage, and then not get you know not get picked up you know by a team in the draft. Um, quite quite a bit you know heart heartbreaking really, but. Yeah, I I thought it was really really positive. It was good that he you know sort of picked out particular players that he thought could do a little bit better. You know, um, obviously we're talking about people like um, Witherspoon as a cornerback. <laughs> you picked up on that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did, and I think that obviously he he said the onus it was very much going to be on him. He's going to have to you know play. I, He's got experience around him. He's got, you know, <laughs> he's got he's got one of the most, you know, kind of <laughs> intelligent cornerbacks that, you know, within the league in, in Sherman. So he's got that experience around him. And I'm sure that as Sherman's doing with regards to bringing the, you know, kind of taking these guys aside and kind of instructing them on how to develop as players, especially with kind of, you know, with, with regards to like Ruben and everything. Yeah, so it it was really I I kind of felt it was good. It, it kind of made an impact on what what he sees in terms of the the future for 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 the team and everything. And I think obviously one thing I did did kind of sort of I I heard the whole of the um the podcast with regards to it. Um, and I am coming to the end, and I will let you speak. Kim, but <laughs> <laughs> I think w- one of the things that I wanted to kind of just part on, and I, I, it's that 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 whole thing around Lynch and Shanahan, kind of in a sense being on the same wavelength around what what they're doing. Um, and I think I did sort of state that last year around them two working together. So I I think it's good to see, and it's good to have a gm that's quite you know obviously there's a there's passion with regards to him wanting to have the best for the team and for him to move forward so yeah that was my that was my uh sort of take on it what, what about you kim go ahead <laughs> <laughs> your turn your turn <laughs> yeah yeah but well the 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 thing i took most notice of was uh when he spoke about Witherspoon, Thomas, and and Foster, uh, the the second year players that have kind of regressed this year, uh, what what they need to improve to get back to what we saw uh, last year, where I, I suppose we, we all had high expectations for 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 all of them, uh, Foster being now ha- having gone through. The off-season troubles and uh, the the injury problems he has had uh, during most of the season. Kittle Kittle and Breda has been the the fantastic stories for for this this year. But uh, there there were so many 
players from from last year's rookie class that that shown and kind of cold but being one of the names as well uh, that that kind of fell fell through this year whether it was due to injury or whether they got a bit high on themselves if if you can say that it it it, it is uh, it will be vital to to the continued growth of of the of the team next year well and i found it interesting that he well, not interesting. I was pleased that he acknowledges that finishing is definitely an issue that they need to address in the off season. And he did say there is a lot of talent in that locker room, and he's very encouraged by some of the development of the second-year players. But I, I, I'm right there with you. When he started talking about Thomas Foster and Witherspoon, I really got the sense of he definitely, and he said it, he believes in Thomas and he definitely has expectations you know he's he said something to the effect of you know solomon thomas knows he needs to find a way to be the best at his position um but he also acknowledged that they also need to the niners need to put thomas in a position to thrive so i found that interesting he still he totally believes in foster you know he he thinks foster's still a difference maker the off-season issues that foster had obviously did not give him that opportunity to grow from to a second year player from the first year player so he's kind of you know he's he's got that holding him back but he lynch did say he expects big things from him because foster is doing what he's supposed to do as a pro you know he's doing the game day he's doing the the tapes he's doing the practice he's doing the study he's you know so he's doing everything that he needs to do but then you get to witherspoon and you know he put it all on witherspoon he needs to figure out how to bring it together he he's got the talent he needs to figure out how to bring it together so that kind of told me i wonder if witherspoon is going to be on the chopping block in the off season what do you think I think it was quite good that you know, for some for for once we had um we we had an honest opinion from a GM um and you know somebody saying it how it is really in a sense because I think we've had it where we you know we've really had that kind of back office don't really know what's going on kind of you, you don't really know anything that's happening behind closed doors or anything so it's quite nice that it's quite transparent really. It's six games, isn't it? I mean, you listen to what you know Lynch Lynch was saying on that podcast. Jobs are on the line. It's six six games left. If if you're not performing, then by by the end of the next the, the end of this season, yeah, potentially I can't see why. Um, it, it's hard, but it it is it's difficult, isn't it? It's a production based business, as he mentioned. I think he'll he'll be here next season, but. They they haven't uh, been afraid of pulling the trigger. Just looking at uh, what was it, uh, Rash, Rashad Robinson, who, who was uh, supposed to be a, a big star when uh, Shanahan and and Lynch arrived. He was the one who had impressed the the year before, and just like that, he was uh, gone to the Jets, uh, like in a split second. So if they get uh, if if they deem that he is not a good fit uh, and he has uh, he has had his his ups and downs, uh, if if they get the right offer, I'm sure they'll pull the trigger. But uh, as of now, I, I think they'll 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 
keep him around and and try to see if he can uh, reclaim his uh, his position as a, a future star. I just like how Lynch was so. You got you, you kind of read between the lines when he started talking about Witherspoon, you know, because he was so positive about Foster and Thomas and then just kind of, mm, kid, it's on you, you know. So that's that's just that was just my observation. Yeah, I was just uh, Shanahan was uh, at the podium after the Giants game. Shanahan was uh, had had a, a beef with uh, with Witherspoon and how he acted on the field as well. So I'm pretty sure he's he's not uh, he's he's a bit in the doghouse right now. I, I believe, and probably rightly so. I mean, I, I would think in the culture of the NFL, you ultimately should be respecting your head coach and, and you know, listening to what he says instead of disrespecting. And um, and the other point I, I really loved was that Lynch did acknowledge that losing is hard. You know, it's hard on the fan base. It's hard on him because he's a fan, you know, and um the fact that he's encouraged by what he sees in the locker room every day, and that's a direct quote from the podcast, that gives me hope because that tells me that Shanahan has not lost the locker room. That tells me that the team hasn't given up on each other. And I think at this point in the rebuild, that's what we need. We need to stay strong, stay the course, you know, brick by brick. We've been saying it all year. But yeah, I really felt like that was an open and honest interview. And I didn't feel like he was just giving us lip service i think he's i think it's just it makes a difference doesn't it it's he's always um there's, a, there's that transparency and you know i, I like i do like him because i think he just he, he comes you know even last season he came down to like even prior to the, the the game i can't remember which game it was but he came down and he was talking to the fans um which which was nice it was really nice for you know to see that yeah, he's definitely building a better, I think he's definitely working on building a better rapport with the fans than previous general managers, and I think that's needed. I think that that's a smart move on his part. I know I've seen pictures of him at the tailgate on Empire Row as well, so I know he, he goes and, and tours Empire Row every once in a while. I don't know if he does it every week, but I've seen pictures of him down there shaking hands and saying hi and to the faithful, so you know that's encouraging as well. Sorry, we don't mean to, you know, take up all this time talking about another podcast. We want you listening to ours. But, you know, we all know that Matt Mayoko is the bomb. He is the ultimate uh, Niner insider. So it's a really good podcast. Check it out if you get a chance. So this week, you guys get an early game, a 6 p.m. start time for you. We are traveling to Tampa Bay, where we will take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do we think about that? <laughs> Kim, you're going first this time. <laughs> well, it, it's fun to to go into a game where that where the opposing team has a a, a worse turnover ratio than 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 we have. Back four or five games ago, the 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 Niners had. I believe we were minus fourteen or fifteen in in turnovers. Uh, the the Buccaneers have have taken over uh, the, the 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 low spot. 
and they 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 they, they are minus twenty three now, and we are still at minus fifteen. We'll take all twenty three if we can. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 winner this week might be might be the the team that that holds on to the ball. <laughs> yeah, that could be. So, um, but it, it's a. Uh, I, I just uh, heard that the 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 Bucks lost uh, O.J. Howard, their tight end, who's a re- a really good tight end. He's been placed on uh, injured reserve, so we get we we get a little lucky break there. But that's that's tough on them. So the Niners lead the series all time, seventeen to six. But the Niners, even though they're up overall in this series, they've only won five of the last ten meetings since that nine-game win streak was snapped in 1994. So it's not as one-sided anymore as it used to be. One thing I was going to mention is um, I, I think obviously they're losing that tight end. It obviously is going to make a, a bit of a difference. But Mike Evans, um, big big receiver, um, he's he played reasonably. He's the last game I saw. Um, just in the highlights, he played reasonably well. Yeah, I, I kind of think he's he's kind of a, he's quite a ch- big chap, isn't he? Um, he's quite you know he's definitely quite a presence on 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 the field and everything. Um, uh, I think that obviously, l- looking at one of the stats, you know, they've got the third um, easier than average efficiency in terms of passer rating, number three, I think it is overall. So. That that could prove um, interesting. I, again, I guess it's dependent on whether or not you know our our defense kind of turns up. We're definitely, obviously, going to need to have, and hopefully, it was quite. Even though you know we 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 did lose against the Giants, I I thought it was quite positive to see Sherman playing how he how he usually has played previously. Um, kind of chasing and you know being that player that we've 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 seen him be in terms of those kind of dominant sort of performances previously. Hey, the Bucks lost to the Giants last week too. Of course, that means the Giants have won twice, so I'm not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know my brother is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the the positive thing about the the Giants winning, the, the 49ers actually won last week when uh, when the games uh, turned out as they did because now we have the, the number one pick in the draft again. But do we want it? That's the question. I, I I'm I'm not uh, crying over it if if it, <laughs> it, it if it happens to to end this way because after all I I would prefer the victories but. But if if the other bottom teams uh, win as well, then and and we stay at, at the number one pick, we we have uh, some trade leverage. Uh, That's what I was thinking, to trade it away for additional picks. I I, I that, that's my my hope. I, yeah. I, I don't want to get into the draft speculations just just no, yet. No, it's but I'm, I, I'm I'm not that keen on uh, Nick Bosa, so. So if if we have the number one pick, I'd rather trade down and and get another pass rusher in than than rather than him. So I wonder who's going to start because Fitzpatrick for the Bucks was benched last week, and Jameis Winston returned to the quarterback role. I wonder if they're going to start Winston or if they're going to go ahead and go back to Fitzpatrick. I think they already mentioned Winston as the starter. Okay. 
I'm not. I'm not sure though. They they have pl- been playing musical chairs with that quarterback seat there for for the entire season. Or seems. That- and I honestly do not ever remember a quarterback by committee. Uh, running back by committee, yes, but not quarterback by committee. So this is definitely new for me. <laughs> So the Niners have opened as three-and-a-half-point underdogs for the game. That sounds fair. Defensively, the Bucks are 32nd 30, 30 in points allowed with 32.9 points per game. 32.9 points per game. It's whether or not I've... I mean, I think what what, what we saw last, last, um, last game was that, you know, we were very, very reliant on Kittle and Breida. Um, to be our offensive, you know, kind of uh, players to rely on, we're really going to have to see whether or not we can, you know, kind of, because <laughs> it's a, uh, it, it's make or, you know, kind of, in a sense, we want to start and have a positive, you know, seven, you know, sort of back six games. So I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd hope that, you know, that that there'd be some more encouraging performances from some of the other, you know, offensive players um, that. You know that that are are here, so yeah, yeah, should should be should be interesting. All I'm looking for in this game is if we do end up in the lead with the last, let's say, five minutes of the game on the line. I'm looking for our defense to stop making mistakes and stop giving the game away. That's my hope. <laughs> we can we can just finger, keep our fingers crossed that. That it will be us with the the ball in the end, so it's not up to the defense. Exactly. As long as we can move the chains, right? <laughs> so, do you guys have any predictions for this game? I I actually think we'll we'll win it. I I it will be something like uh, thirty to twenty eight, but I I I think we'll we'll pull it out. I I think uh, I I believe Winston will will throw a pick or two. And, and and we'll manage to hold on to it and win the turnover battle, and then and their their defense won't be able to to stop Breda and Kittle. I I think we'll we'll win this. I think we will win it as well. I think we'll we'll I think that we'll actually this 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 whole you know with with Lynch and Shanahan being how they've kind of been in terms of sort of stating that you know it's. It is that result-based business, isn't it? That that uh, production-based business. Um, six games left. They need to prove themselves, and I, I'd, I'd hope, you know, I, I, I think they will win. I, I can see them winning by, you know, sort of, I don't know, say, oh, I'm going to say thir- thirty. I'm going to be quite, yeah. I don't know if I'm being over optimistic. <laughs> thir- thirty-two. I'll, I'll say thirty-two twenty-six or something like yeah yeah I'll say something <laughs> like that because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm going a little bit with my heart I guess but but in a sense I I just I think it's like everything isn't it we just want to see uh, the, the, we want to see the team that we know that we've that, that we've that we've had previously just perform really don't we mm-hmm. <laughs> well I mean that's the thing there is talent on that team and they can score and they can produce and and you know they're just not finishing it up to get that w you know so okay predictions oh see right now i'm think i'm i'm okay i keep picking with my heart 
is my problem. So this is why I'm now in eighth place in the pick six, which we'll get to results soon. But uh, where I was climbing up there, I was getting so excited. But at this moment in time, I'm really feeling like the Bucks are going to win. They'll pull it out in the last couple minutes because the defense is letting me down like they have been. And But I think I think it'll be like a, a, a 32-28 kind of win for the Bucks. Now, I could change my mind once I see the injury report. So, you know, no holding this. Even though this is on record, no holding me to it because I might change my mind, especially for the pick six. But, yeah, right now I'm, I'm definitely feeling like, like it's going to be Tampa Bay's game. I think it'll be, you know, like they're very similar in terms of their kind of position. They, I mean, in effect, you know, very similar to us. You know, let's not be around the bush. We're not, we're not really, we're not, we're not, we're, our season is pr- pr- pretty much over. Um, so, and, and theirs is very, very similar. Not really got any chance of making, you know, making any sort of playoffs. So, yeah, I, I think we'll just, yeah, as I say, we'll just have to see what, what, what happens, really. Yep, that's why they play the game. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be nice for it to be an early, early game, which, yeah, which a six o'clock game, which is quite nice. It's a shame that, you know, obviously having that, you know, kind of, um, it's just a shame there's no, you know, but, but then in a sense, I don't know if there's many fans that have been sort of, well, there's been a few, haven't there, in, in, in Levi, um, but... Yeah, anyway, well, I guess we'll just have to see what, what team turns up on, on, on Sunday. Exactly. Any given, any, any given Sunday, as they say. <laughs> as always. Uh, so, Nathaniel, do you want to go over the pick six for me? So, pick six this week, Jimmy Brewster, Andrew Eifold, and Neil Jepson picked five to top the weekly scores. Uh, well done, guys. Really, really good. Yay! <laughs> Season to date, Jimmy still on top of things at 46. I don't know if your football, your, your soccer team's doing doing just as good. <laughs> Mark Noli, 44. Mark uh, Leon, 42. And Bjorn Kligru. hope that was all right. That works. 42. I, I think that's, that's quite good. That's probably the best I'm going to get for you know <laughs> german sort of surname but yeah okay so jimmy's still still on top and he's and still winning jimmy's still the man congratulations guys that's awesome okay so i have two minutes on the clock shall we play the two minute drill let's go yeah do it let's start okay kim interesting words from lynch this week suggesting we will be busy in free agency as well as draft for pass rushing options who would you take in f in free agency in free oh (laughs) (laughs) i don't know who will be available in free agency but but hopefully someone young and with able to who will be able to make an impact Nathaniel, the Monday night game was awesome to watch. Do we think it will be the same teams in the Super Bowl? Blimey. Uh, Monday night game. I didn't even watch it. <laughs> I know it was the Rams. I forget who the other one was. Oh, Rams. Uh, Rams and... It was Rams and... Uh, well, Chiefs. Yeah, Rams and Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs. Chiefs. Um, That's right. That's oh, right. I, I think um, the, the Rams have got real good potential to potentially get get as far as uh, as making the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. I'm not really convinced with the Chiefs' defense. 
Okay. Uh, Kim, with the Raiders win costing me a pick six this week, that would be from Neil Jepson, uh, it puts us in the number one pick spot for the draft. Will we stay there and pick Bosa? Nope. Okay. Nathaniel, will we trade back in late in the first round? No. Kim, can our secondary deal with the Bucks wideouts? Oh, damn. <laughs> well, yes, they, they, they okay. will. We'll, we'll find the pass rush before Sunday. Uh, Nathaniel, we finally play a team with a worse turnover rate than ours. Can we come out on top this week? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Uh, with the awful injury to Alex Smith, this is for Kim, the similarities with the Theismann injury are spooky. Will this be the end of, of Smith's career? No, I, I think... I, I, it, I don't know if you'll come back as a starter. <laughs> Uh, I, I I have a soft spot for him. I, I think he was uh, the ultimate locker room guy and when he was with us. Um, I, 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 I hope, I really, really hope he'll, he'll be able to come back and start somewhere. And we are overtime, but I had to get that question in. I had to get that question in because that was one I thought of. Anyway, thank you, Neil Jepson, for those great questions. We always have fun playing the two-minute drill. Cat, uh, I've got a question for you. For who? Me? Yeah. Okay. Spell use check. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> J-U-S. Um, and then there's a Z and a C and another Z and a Y and a K, I'm guessing. <laughs> Sorry. Now I need to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get offline and go check and make sure I spelled it right, but I know I didn't. I can't remember if there's two C's or two Z's. I can't remember. Anyway. Any other thoughts, guys? But other than encouraging people to to vote for the Pro Bowl, right now only only Juice is uh, in the top two uh, of of the their position. So we need to get uh, Kittle in as well and Gold. So get your Pro Bowl votes in, and I believe it's you can vote once per day per email address. Am I right? Think so. Yeah, I think I've I done it. I think yeah, you can yeah. still do it that way. So, you know, for people who have um, six email addresses, <coughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's it for this week. Uh, thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thank you to Mark Lyon, Mark Kant, Andrew Mitchell, Neil Jepson, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, James Little, Rob Newell, Simon Holdsworth, Nathaniel James, Jason Argo, and Graham Ross for all the work they do on the group and the show. Apologies to anyone I missed. I feel like I need to add Kim to that list as Kim is continuing to appear on our show regularly. Thank you so much, Kim. If you would like, if you would like to get involved in the show, just let us know. You can message any of the admins in the group. We're always looking for members to appear on the show or just contribute content. But really, we would love to have you on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB, and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Don't forget to check out the blog, which is available on your favorite podcast app. You can also email us at frequency49show at gmail.com. It's time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys and girls. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> On behalf of Nathaniel James and Kim Sorensen, I'm Kat Victorino. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now.